Hello everyone, welcome to Tea and Pepper Soup. My name is Moyasuban Hitchista. Today we will be talking about something that is really, really dear to my heart, which is the importance of owning who you are and the importance of knowing what differentiates you here on earth for you to live your optimal self and for you to ultimately fulfill your purpose. So today is all about owning your blueprint, owning your reason of being, owning the gifts that God has given you and really kind of shedding some light on some thoughts and uh, tips that I have encountered over the years to really help me stay focused in my lane of what I'm doing and excelling in my work. So I've been thinking a lot about the things that make us who we are, the qualities that make us stand out, the gifts that God gives us that we have to utilize while we're here on this earth. I found that recently, um, particularly in the digital space, there's a lot of noise around, you know, people copying people or people accusing people of copying them. And I really do feel like it comes down to one thing, not being connected to God, the source. And when you're not connected to God, you drift away and start to see other people's ideas and other people's past and other people's successes as something that one should piggyback off of. And you are doing yourself a disservice by not tuning into your own blueprint for your life and what God has given you, right? So this is where all this stuff comes from around like, you know, people copying people and you know, working with somebody and then all of a sudden they take your idea and kind of run with it. Or maybe you see a post on social media and then all of a sudden you want to do the same thing the person is doing and you have absolutely no idea how many years it's taken for that person to do the work that they're doing, right? So today I really want to talk about your blueprint, your masterpiece, your difference, your reason of being that no one else can do but you. We live in a digital age where when people see a post that somebody posts, instead of just getting inspired and tuning into who they have been created to be, who God has created them to be, they end up following someone else's path and completely lose sight of what God has them here on earth to do. So today I want to provide some really solid tips about how to tune into your blessings, how to tune into your blueprint so that you don't find yourself utilizing someone else's blueprint in life, right? It's okay to get inspired. It's okay to, you know, know who you are, what God has given you to accomplish what he has called you here to do and collaborate, absolutely. What is not okay to do is to discredit what God has given you and pay attention to everyone else's and try to build your life around it. So the first thing I really want to talk about is what is your oil, right? So think about what lights you up, what brings you the most joy, um, right. You know, there are people that really enjoy creating. There are people that really enjoy, you know, creating spaces for people. There are people that really enjoy writing. There are people that really enjoy making people feel good. What is the thing that brings you alive? Right. Um, what is the thing that you're really, really, really good at? You know, you're good at, you know, that when you do it, you pre- uh, produce really excellent results you've been given feedback about these particular things right and sometimes we say okay 
Like, I'm good at everything. It's not possible. You can't possibly be good at everything. You have to think of the key things that you're really good at because God has blessed you with those things. I'm not even talking about the things you go to school for. I'm talking about the things that you are just blessed with because God gave them to you, right? Those things you don't go to school for, you may go to school and they may come out. You may go to school and potentially think of ways to distribute those gifts, but it's not something that you learn. It's something you are born with. This is what is called the oil within your blueprint, right? The thing that no one else can do better than you because how you architected, right? Because this is what God has positioned you here to do on earth. There was a time I I went into this kind of space of just really trying to find myself and to think at a very young age, I knew I always wanted to help people and to build communities. And I did that across the board. I remember even when I was in college, we had an African dance troupe. And at a really, I think my first year in college, the dance troupe had been dormant, I think for years before we got in. And once we got in, I felt inclined to start it back up. I'm somebody who I know that one of the things I've been called to do is to start things up, build things up, and then kind of shift, but create strong systems, right? That's why if you follow me on social media, you notice that I always call one thing I call myself as a builder because that's one of the things that God sees me as. You got to know what God sees you as, right? So I remember we started this dance troupe and we... I think it started with about maybe six of my friends. By the time we graduated, I made sure through kind of me working with um, women who were now, you know, it went from nothing really that was functioning before we got there, but wasn't functioning, I think for about two or three years. It went from starting it back up to having um, rehearsals, to having tryouts, to having outfits that we wore, to being able to perform in the school's fashion show. So being able to really grow the dance troupe and to really see the systems that I put in place 10 years later still functioning to me showed me something about myself and about a gift. This is not something I learned in school. This is just how God has created me, you know? And so I think there are times when we struggle around this thing, right? Uh, you know, what is it that is my oil, you know? So that's one of the things I know for a fact God has called me here to do. And one thing that is my oil, that I can start anything from scratch, build it, create systems and keep it moving, right? So what is your oil? Think about the things that you know you can do in your sleep because of God's hand upon your life, right? So I know for a fact that I enjoy creating community, you know, with the women that I work with, the dance troupe, from that to Giselle, the girls' organization that I co-founded in Sierra Leone, to the digital community that we've created with Women Change Africa, to just other communities of African women that I've worked with. I know that is something that God has endowed me with because of what he's called me here to do for women on the earth, right? So what is your oil? What is your oil? You got to know what your oil is because if you don't, you're going to keep falling into the trap of looking at other people and saying, that's what I want to do versus that is what God has called me to do. The second thing is get a community of people, you know, get people around you who can help bring out your oil, people who can celebrate your oil. 
right? These people can be in your family. They can be mentors. They can be critical friends, people who give you feedback about your work and how you function on the earth. I remember one time after giving a speech at a church, I was much younger. I was invited to speak at a church. Um, I was attending in Sierra Leone and as part of, I think it was our youth day. And when I finished, I was told, you know, like that was a really good sermon that you gave. I remember also when I was younger, I was involved in a lot of theater plays. I remember when I was younger, when I would, we would do field trips. We used to do field trips, um, in Sierra Leone. I think they do it for kids now anyway, everywhere. But I remember there was a particular field trip we took to the Sierra Leone brewery where we went to go see how drinks were made. And at the end of the field trip, I was asked to give the vote of thanks. I think I was probably about eight or nine. You know, and being asked to give vote of things or being asked to play lead roles was not by coincidence. It was because of a certain gift that God has given me. And I remember after even some of those occasions, how my friends would react, how my teacher would react, and just throughout my life, how much the gift of public speaking that God has blessed me with has manifested in so many different places. I've been able to sit on panels to share my knowledge. I've been able to moderate sessions. I've been able to lead workshops across Africa. I've been able, uh, for youth, I've been able to teach. And this is all because of the gift of voice that God has given me. So you got to know the people around you. You got to get a good community of people around you who continuously bring out the oil in you. Whether it's mentors who help to nurture you and usher you into spaces where you can really exhibit your gifts to people like family members who constantly, you know, kind of, you know, encourage you along the way. My mother is one of my biggest, um, you know, kind of fans because as young as I was, she would always say, you always had something to say, even as a baby, right? And she would say, you know, you never silence around the things that you're passionate about. You always share how you feel about things. You always speak when you need to speak about something that is important to you, right? And that's something that I've been able to connect across the board with other things in my life to understand that speaking and facilitating and communicating out loud is something that God wants me to do here. So it's really important that you build the right people to really support you. The third is never compare yourself to anyone else. I say this to all my little sisters and to my mentees all the time. You cannot be worried about what someone else is doing with their life. You cannot be worried about what someone else is doing to move forward that you're not doing. And the moment you allow yourself to compare yourself to somebody, you have lost direction on who God has called you to be. There have been detrimental effects that I've seen so many times when people start to compare themselves with other people. I don't care if it's your peers. I don't even care if you're in the same industry. You will never be the same. They will never be the same as you. So long as you know your oil, they can never be the same as you and you can never be the same as them. That means that even if you're in the same industry, you will always execute differently. Your impact will always be different. So long as you are true to who you are, you know? So, you know, sometimes people will say things like, well, you know, this person has done this before. Or, you know, who are you to do this? Or, you know, this person got married and I'm still single. Or, you know, this person has this business thriving and I'm just starting out this business. The moment you give yourself that permission to compare yourself to others in a very negative kind of toxic way, you disempower 
what God has you here for. So we really have to be mindful of not comparing ourselves to somebody else, right? God has a different plan, a different route concerning our lives, and it is really important not to compare ourselves to anyone else. The worst thing to do is to get into comparison analysis, right? That, you know, this person got a job and I haven't been able to break into this industry. This person is, you know, doing so well in this career and I can't figure it out. You know, it's really, really problematic and we've got to find ways not to compare ourselves. And how do you not compare yourself? You focus on your own journey. You focus on what you've been doing, right? The third thing I, I, I'd like to share um, is around kind of validation, right? So stop getting validation from others. You don't need it. You don't want it. Why do I say that? You know, if you're waiting for somebody to come up to you to say, well, job well done, you're going to be waiting for a really long time. A lot of times when you're walking along your journey, it is solely your journey. So sometimes people may not even understand why you're doing what you're doing. So if you're waiting along the sidelines for somebody to say, hey, job well done, or that thing you did was really great, you'll be waiting forever. And validation is a terrible pattern to get into because instead of focusing on what God has called you to do, instead of focusing on that job, instead of focusing on that business, instead of focusing on that relationship, instead of focusing on whatever it is you're doing, that venture opportunity, you start looking to people to to put a stamp on your work instead of just doing what you need to do. When you know what you've been called to do and what God has blessed you with, as far as your gifts and your talents and things like that, you just have to do the work and you can't be expecting praise all the time. This is not to say that applause won't come. It will come. Applause will come. Everything will come, but it has its time. So rather you should really focus on your relationship with God and you should focus on your work and what you're here to do. Focus on your goals. Focus on, you know, like what you're trying to do. And don't worry about who's not clapping for you. Don't worry about who's not patting your back, right? Because I think one of the things that shifts us from our blueprint is because we're constantly looking for communal validation from people, right? And sometimes it doesn't come, but that doesn't mean your work isn't valid. The only person that needs to put a stamp on your work is God. And so it's really important to stay focused and be diligent in what you have been called to do, you know? Um, so that's one of the things that really drives me crazy is when I see young people really, really kind of focused on always constantly getting, well, they didn't say congratulations, you know? Um, they didn't say you know, like, good job on that project I did. Well, you don't really need them to do that. Like, you just need to do the work and do it well, and everything else will follow, you know. I, I know that there's a specific Bible verse that I really enjoy doing, uh, talking about, because it talks about this. So Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. It says, whatever you do, work at it with your whole being for the Lord and not for men, right? Um I think that's important. I think the, the new international version says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for human masters, right? So keep that in mind. You're not working for people. You're working ultimately to glorify God. The next thing I want to talk about is the imposter syndrome. 
is the imposter syndrome. I think we do ourselves a disservice. And I think a lot of times our battle is with ourselves. And so one of the podcasts I talk a lot about, you know, wellness and the importance of therapy. And I think one of the things that really helped me is that I got an opportunity to really see what my true value is and what I am here for. And therapy really helped me kind of think through that value and what that exactly is that I've been called here to do, right? Um, And the imposter syndrome is basically you being a really high achiever, but constantly feeling like you're a fraud and you don't deserve the accomplishments that you've gotten, that it is solely out of luck that you've been placed within the spaces that you've been placed, that you've gotten the achievements that you've gotten, et cetera, et cetera. And that is something we have to avoid uh, when we are really trying to figure out who we are and what our gift is to the world. We have to avoid imposter syndrome, right? Um, don't underestimate your oil and your abilities based on how you see yourself. So when you you feel like imposter syndrome is coming up, think of all the amazing things that you've accomplished because of your work. Think of the your oil and what it is that differentiates you from everyone else. And that will make you refocus. It's really important to see ourselves how God sees us and not to see ourselves how we see ourselves. And the only way we can do that is to really spend time talking to God. Because the worst thing we can do to ourselves is to belittle our talent and our gift that God has given us. Because when you belittle your gift, you allow for mind attacks to come your way. You allow for depression to seep in. You allow for anxiety to seep in. You allow for low self-esteem to seep in. And before you know it, it impacts your work. And the reason why I brought up the imposter syndrome is that the imposter syndrome ends up actually being one of the reasons why we shift away from our blueprint and start paying attention to everybody else because you think you're not good enough. So you're like, oh, well, this person is getting all the praise. This person is getting all the validation. So I'm just going to look at what they're doing and try to model my work off of them. And every time you do that, you find yourself back in kind of a rut because you're not really following what God has called you here to do in the first place. Right. And, um, I remember when I first started teaching, uh, graduate students at Columbia University and how nervous I was getting started. I remember going to God in prayer um, and just saying like, is this really where I'm supposed to be? Did this just happen by luck? Like, you know, I've been teaching undergrad, but graduate students is a whole nother level, God. Like, am I prepared for this? You know, and so I was nervous. I would get these panic attacks. I think I've talked about that in, in my episode where I talk about uh, wellness and mental health. I would get these crazy panic attacks because I was indulging in the imposter syndrome. And I remember one specific time whilst I was in prayer with God and God said to me, like, anything I call you to, I have prepared you for. My grace is always sufficient. And for me, as a woman of faith and somebody who God is not separate from anything that I do. And you all know this just from listening to this podcast. You know, I've just really understood that. Even when there are times when the imposter syndrome creeps in, I've learned to take a step back, recharge, and really connect back to my creator. Because a lot of times, that's what it ends up being, is that, you know, I'm not praying enough or I am allowing fear and doubt to creep in. So I've learned to just really take a step back and tune into God. 
right? Um, the last piece I really want to talk about around this idea of really knowing your blueprint and tuning into who you are is to celebrate your milestones. Actually, the second to last, because I had something else that I, I we have some questions and things like that. Um, so, you know, it's important to not only celebrate your milestones, but it's also important to celebrate the milestones of people around you, whether it's your peers, etc., etc. I don't care if it's a paper you wrote, you know, for those of you who may be in grad school at the moment or, you know, going through a type of program, like school program. I don't care if it's a paper you wrote that you struggle through, but you got a good grade. I don't care if it's a really good partnership you've launched. I don't care if it's a business you just started. I don't care. Whatever it is that you see as success for that week, for that quarter, for that day, for that year, make sure you carve out time to just celebrate yourself. The same goes with celebrating people around you. What happens when you celebrate people around you is this competitive syndrome that we have, and I'm going to speak specifically to the women. Sometimes women, we see ourselves as competition all the time. And I think the digital space really has exacerbated this thing where you're constantly feeling like you're competing. Okay, so-and-so posted 10 posts today. I'm going to post 20 posts today. So-and-so platform is doing this. I'm going to post this. Meanwhile, you don't really know what the architecture of their business is. They don't know what the architecture of your business is. But before you know it, you're going back and forth in these like subliminal online battles with people who you don't even know, right? So why not flip that around and create a community around you of celebration? Celebrate your business, celebrate your career, celebrate your life, celebrate your milestones and celebrate the milestones of your sisters around you. It's not always about fighting. It's not always about competing. Competition in business is healthy, but competition in relationship and competition in destiny is not. God has called each of us with a specific gift and a specific call. There is no way you're ever going to be the same as somebody else. So you don't ever have to feel the need to compete in a malicious way. I feel like I just went to church on y'all, but I had to because some I see it so much, especially because I work a lot with women entrepreneurs, African women entrepreneurs. I see this thing a lot. But what if we created a culture and a space to just celebrate ourselves? Hey, good job. I saw that you won that award. Congratulations. Shoot that sister an email. Shoot that sister a text message. Hey, good job on completing those assessments that you were working on for the last month. I know it was tough for you, but I'm proud of you. Create that culture because what you give comes back, right? And the more you celebrate yourself and the more you celebrate other women around you, you start to understand that, you know, everyone is in the arena of their own calling and you affirm the arena of somebody else's calling by celebrating them and supporting them in a way, right? I think the biggest joy and the biggest things that have helped to keep me focused are the times that I sit and I celebrate with God, you know, and thank him for the things that he's done in my life. Because that celebration to me is most important. And then I find something to do to celebrate myself. Like I'll take myself out and buy something really nice or I'll treat myself to something just to say, you know, good job on that step that you took. Right. So that's really important. And I think as we grow in our businesses and as we grow in our careers and as we grow in our relationships and in our lives, it's important to take the time to just share joy to ourselves and to each other, right? 
So we had a question this week and um, it's from a young lady who works in an environment that's extremely uh, competitive. She says, you know, dear Moyatu, I work in an environment that's extremely competitive. Um, most of the time, my business idea is, what's the word? My business idea is taken. Um, I've been running my business for three years and I feel as if people are constantly copying from my idea. What do you advise I do? Do I start off a new business or do I continue the work? So I think stay focused. Um, if your business model is something that has been tested and you've created a very strong business model, don't worry about everyone else. And this is what I meant by the third tip, the last tip that we had, not third. I'm out here messing up all my numbers today. Drown out the noise. Drown out the noise if there is noise around you. Learn to tune in. There is always more joy where there is less noise. And maybe this is the introvert in me, but go where there is less crowd, okay? So maybe because your business is thriving and doing well, maybe it's opening up new markets. Um, unless you feel as if your business is, is not succeeding and by year three, five, you'll know kind of what your business is, then you, you, you think about this idea of potentially closing your business down. But don't close your business down for people, right? This is going back to kind of the, first, the couple of tips I shared before. Just stay focused. Your startup, it sounds like, it sounds like you're in a really challenging environment, but just remember to stay focused and drown out the noise, drown out the everything else that's happening around you and just buckle in and stay focused. Also think of creating partnerships outside of your environment that can help you kind of strengthen your business, that can also help you just build your community. You know, it's important as women entrepreneurs and women in, in careers to build networks. It's important for us to support each other. You know, one thing that I find is men are so quick to do this thing, and I, that goes along with patriarchy and all the nonsense it comes with, but women, a lot of times, we really struggle with, like, collaborating and building relationships, and I think that's really important. But stay focused. Don't um, let anyone let you shut your business down or start a new business unless you are at the point business-wise with revenue and numbers where you feel as if your business is not doing what your intended impact is, right? So that's what I wanted to share today. It's really something that has been on my heart for a long time, you know, because I think we do ourselves a disservice when we don't pay attention to our own blueprint. Stay focused on your own blueprint. Stay focused on, you know, what God has you here for. And the ways you stay focused are some of the tips that I've given to you. I hope you find them helpful as you go along your journey. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. Please share uh, the podcast across various social media platforms to anyone you know that will benefit. Please don't keep it to yourselves. You know, um, encourage people to subscribe on iTunes. Leave us reviews. Leave us uh, Spotify. Um, you can always send questions to my email at moyatu, M-O-I-Y-A-T-T-U dot banya at gmail.com. We look forward to engaging more with you all online. You can also find me on Instagram at moyatu, M-O-I-Y-A-T-T-U banya. You can find me on Twitter at moyatu, M-O-I-Y-A-T-T-U banya, right? So you can always tweet questions. You can always uh, email questions and you can always Instagram me questions when we are soliciting for questions for the next round of 
podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in to Tea and Pepper Soup. Once again, my name is Moyatu Bayankista, and thank you for your time. God bless. Tea and Pepper Soup can be found on iTunes, Spotify, and via my website, moyatubanya.com. Feel free to stop by and subscribe so you can get your tea and pepper soup every two weeks of the month. Leave us reviews, leave us comments. We always appreciate hearing back from all of our listeners worldwide. This is Moyatu Banyakista, and thank you for coming along this journey of Tea and Pepper Soup, the podcast.